0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh god! <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: let's go. oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no, no! Oh no! no! Oh okay. no! Okay. To to oh no! 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 One and one to Big Damn Cast. My name is Christopher, really need to put some shoes
2: on Johnson. My name is Matthew, really needs Chris to put some shoes on Watson. That's true, because um, <laughs> we've been sat here for uh, quite some time. Uh, yeah. If you
1: listened to last week's episode, uh, this is the same day for us. So He's um, began to grow into the floor. I've started to sink in. Um, I've, been, I've been dressed comfy for this
2: this session. It's... I feel like a vagabond or a ragamuffin. You are a vagabond. Also a ragamuffin. I should have put a suit on. You're a vagamuffin. What? That is... Oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> hey, Matt. Yes. Where, where am I right now? You.
1: <laughs> You're just sat there. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: In it's... real life right now. You're just sat there. If, if you guys are listening to this on the night of release, in real life right now. And if not, why not? Fuck's sake. In real life, right now, I'm getting married in a few hours. If you're listening to this on YouTube, I got married a couple of hours ago. <laughs> That's a bit mad, isn't it? That's is a bit mad. A little bit mental. That's a bit man. mad. um Yeah, but not in this podcast. Not that like we're going to do a wedding in this podcast. That would <laughs> be weird. Not in this podcast. <laughs> we do sensible things here, like eat cookies. Well, mm. Mm. but also what we do in this podcast is catch up every now and again because, ladies and gentlemen, we've been, up. we've been very busy bees lately. Uh, in Ooh. both the actual past and the. the bee! Pesky bee! Time! <laughs> um, how can it be? Uh, <laughs> what? Mm. Oh. Oh, that's good cooking. Oh! That's a good cooking. Nice uh, oh. uh, mm. and soft, isn't it?
0: Nice and soft. Mm. Mm.
1: Uh, mm. We have neglected our email inbox a little bit the last few weeks. Yeah. Partially by happenstance. Mostly by happenstance, actually. But slightly by design, when we realised... But mostly by happenstance. Yeah. But when we realised, um, about a week back, that we've got a few to catch up on, but we also have to bank some shows, why not make you guys the focus of a show? Why not? Let us catch up on the emails we have yet to read out from the last few weeks, uh, so we can expunge! Because, uh, you know that main story... Big headlining pop culture and geek news that came out this last week. Uh, no. Yeah, we don't because we're in the past. <laughs> so, you
2: watch War Away, the biggest stories will happen. Yeah, all of them. Everything's going to happen while, you, while you're gone. Mm. And it's really depressing. Oh. But nothing happens when you're here. <laughs> Literally nothing happens. He stops time. Mm. Like Bernard's um, watch. <laughs> fucking Bernard and his watch. Don't, don't, Jesus Christ. Don't even mess around. As a kid, that was the superpower
1: you thought oh, was sustainable yeah. and awesome. You wanted that, yeah. I know, I know. It bends the laws of fucking nature in every possible way. How is he microwaving summer if time's frozen? Well, that microwave all... shouldn't be unfrozen.
2: Don't we all bend the laws of nature, Christopher? And do
1: you remember, in later ones, if he held on to someone and stopped time, they both. Oh, I think it. Yeah, that's terrifying. Mm, yeah, the rules started to expand. <laughs> the law of Bernard's
2: what? Good, good. <laughs> very good we're
1: well, speaking of Bernard's
2: watch yes I've got nothing uh, I've got nothing either um, <laughs> right okay let's delve into the emails we're going to use Bernard's watch we're going to rewind Bernard's is that a thing can he turn back time you know time he probably with the, with the, did with the hands of his watch I bet he did at least once I bet he did at least once well, we're going to that, turn that overpowered that... evil sadistic swine way back to the start of September
1: Way back when to the dollar time well, we When we got this one When well, we cup. get this
2: one from
0: Tom Monte,
2: That purr was building up over weeks Oh yeah, been building up over weeks I'm going to do this one in the voice as well no, Not, not it for so the, long. Voice. the voice The <laughs> rise and fall of little voice um, Are you prepared for this? I I would love for
1: you to perform the Rise and Fall of Little (laughs) Voice. I would adore that.
0: (laughs) Dear Chris and Matt, I doubt you'd remember it, but since I sent you an email about a month ago in which I mentioned how I was absolutely convinced that I'd failed my A-levels and not gone into uni i'm over the moon to say that i've now arrived at aberdeen university studying engineering and i'm no longer depressed about the prospect of resitting anyway i'd like to say thanks for your response to that comment and your advice is about not getting into university it did help us in the week's regard leading to the shockingly surprising a level results day (laughs) Chris, I remember you said you dropped out of your degree soon after you started. Was this a hard decision for you? Could either of you offer any more advice now that I'm actually (laughs) in uni? Thanks. There is more, but we'll get to that in a sec. Okay, Um, Well well done. Congratulations. congratulations. I do remember you
2: emailing us. um, Yeah, I recall that as well. And yes, congrats. Belated congrats by now. You'll be well into Aberdeen. Well into Aberdeen! Probably coming out the back of freshers um, by this point. Hey, oh, God. Probably with a hell of a hangover, right? Um, <laughs> yes, well done. Well done. Um, Sorry, I'm just thinking of a disgusting joke related to what I just said, but I'll leave it um, to everyone's imagination. I wasn't, I wasn't touching it. I wasn't touching it. I saw it then. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> leave that there. I'm not... Mm, mm. Just leave that I don't there. know where that's been. Glistening. I'm not going back for it. <laughs> um... Chris, is it... in uni now. We can make these jokes. is in uni. <laughs> uh, was this a hard decision for you to drop out of your degree? Uh,
1: y- yeah, no. Um, it was not a hard decision once I realised that the course was wasting my time in terms of what it told me it was going to be about, and then what it turned out to actually be about. Yeah. Because um, for a bit of context, those don't know, I did performance and film at a university in the northwest of the UK. Oh. and um i for the first month we were palmed off on a theater company as their ensemble which was really cool but then when we got back we weren't asked to write up on it or talk about it at all no good good I was like well where where is that where is what we what we've just done then where is that going to be like tallied where's that going to be marked or documented oh nowhere nowhere exactly so what was the point of did, doing it? did no one it? tell you that we're not gonna do anything but... oh, exactly but, like what was the point of doing it <laughs> Um, and then we got back, and we were asked to do some film work in one of the film classes. I took it because I wanted to learn a bit more about like television performance and editing, and and, and, and you know more on the production side of performance, and you know uh, self shooting and things like that. And well, suicide. No, self shooting when like, it's one person. <laughs> I know DLS, DSLR and all that shit. All that I that. know. I know, Pity. I, I know. know. So uh, shout out to Billy T um and colin b and his cat collection <laughs> so um we were given a filming assignment and the equipment wasn't available from the uni's like library basically and i went back up to the tutor and i said hi right we've got a week I not we to get this sh- stuff shot apparently the equipment is being used by the third years which of course they should have known about but i guess they didn't conflab with people doing uh, that wh- stuff why, why would they you know um so i said is there a chance that we can uh, have a lot a later deadline and they went, "Man, no, we really need it for next week, ideally. And I was like, right, well, tell you what, I've got my own equipment. Not like the same quality as the unis, but I have my own equipment. Yeah, I'm I, got, I got some stuff. Got sketch some stuff. stuff and everything. Like, if some of us got in a group, we could do it. And then if I let everyone else in the class know, then they could team up with people to make stuff.
2: Yeah, why, why, not? why not?
1: And she went, oh, it's just, we need it to be on our stuff because we're using our editing software and everything next week. And that was when I realised you only know the abc cookie cutter of this like yeah. what you've been taught to teach
2: yeah and you are not listening to basic logic which you know it's it's that's uh, it's what the, one of the first things they teach you in teacher training school is to not listen to basic logic and just you got, teach you got, you, got the, you
1: got the activity book for Key Stage 2. Yeah, right, you can teach early high school There you go... That's,
2: that's being... I know teachers. I know, I don't know. Teachers. There I are know te- good
1: teachers. There are teachers who put a lot of time and effort and hard work and are passionate about it but there are also, it turns out, those who just go by the sort of the, the basics and, and in this case, it was like, if she was really passionate about editing, production and editing software... Yeah. She would be able to accept alternatives or come up with an alternative. You'd think. Yeah. You'd think, wouldn't you? And she didn't. Yeah, she still expected it in the next week. In that moment, Mr. Good. Monty, that's the moment where I went, Yeah, I'm leaving. But I'm leaving. I've been here two and a half months. This is ridiculous.
2: I'm not shopping here. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to
1: Azerbaijan. This is not worth spending the money on. Um stuff up next, auditions, this, that, and the other. So like, I I just got on with it. That all that was kind of easy to come to terms with. It was yeah. annoying tracking down the money we'd already spent to get some of it back. Because they took as yeah, long as be they a... took as long as they could um to get back to me so that by the time it was processed a full semester had gone nice and i couldn't get back anything from that semester but the the tough part was i'd never really been i'd never been off education obviously by that point in my life no no. um i'd gone high school then straight to college and then straight to uni but also I'd never been like a skiver. I'd never taken time off. I'd never, I'd never done maybe more than one sick day where I knew I wasn't that sick anymore, but I was going to stay one more day at home. Well, oh, that was about days, it. Mate. But I was like, that was about it. It was like once in high school, I felt shitty. I had a bug for two days. And the third day I woke up, I was like, I think I feel all right, but I'm going to pretend I'm not because I, I'm I going to. feel pretty. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So that was, that was the extent of I've it for there. me. I've been there. That was the, that was the extent for me. So the notion of just not showing cause what I did was I just didn't go in on the Monday. After that Friday. Yeah. I just didn't go in on the Monday. I was like I just woke up that Monday morning, morning and went I'm not going in today. I'm not. I am still reeling from the the, the the bullshit of Friday. Fuck this. Yeah. I'm not going in. Um by Wednesday I'd like finished a fan film script I'd been working on. By Thursday I'd edited some new videos together and started reading some stuff on film production. Yeah. And by Friday, um I was in dialogue about getting an audition for something. I was like you
2: were, you were doing what you were supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, it's like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna self I'm gonna self teach. I, I can't do this. So on the Monday I applied yeah to um to leave. Uh and it took till the following February for it to be confirmed. Good. Yeah. Good, that's helpful. And then after that they phoned me asking if they could have a quote for their um like materials in relation, to, in relation to how the uni helped me because obviously someone there had got wind that by this point I was doing CBC.
2: Wow. Yeah, so... Wow.
1: Which is why I'm not going to name the uni because uh, I don't want to take a dump on them because the current version of that department might be brilliant and I don't know, so I don't want to shit on them. But back then, not so much. So, um, it's a big decision. If, if you feel that you're genuinely really unhappy, Tom, in your course... Give it that tiny bit longer, just, just to see. But if you're like, I'm not getting what I should from this, then I would say, yeah, get out. Get the money back that you can for the rest of that year. Look into next year. Look into reapplying there for a different course or to somewhere else. But
2: hopefully it doesn't get to that. Hopefully you have a really good time. In, in both in both our experiences, um, experience has trumped education every time. Mm. Um, education certainly gives you stuff. For sure, yep. but yeah. Then again, we come at it from the performance angle. Yeah, which is a different kind of thing, I suppose. Mm. But then again, I'm not sure. Certain engineers have
1: self-taught. Yeah, because at the end of the day, what the uni there to help you get is two things. One is really shallow. Not that's not an opinion on on person attending the course, but it's opinion on the world that we're in, which is a qualification. Yeah. Qualifications are shorthand for people who can't be asked, looking into the skill set of those they're employing. We get that. Yeah, we yeah. get that. So many agencies are only interested in you if you have a spotlight page. Yeah. Which requires you spending a hundred odd quid a year
2: on this thing. for something that is next to useless for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And eventually, it's going to get to the point where they don't bother using that as a shorthand anymore because everyone will have bought one. And they're like, oh, we want to save time going through applications or I only apply if you were of this exact age and you live in this area and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's going to yeah. get to that point. There is a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly for... Definitely for smaller persons, there's a yeah, lot of that. Or yeah, last yeah. minute shit. It's like, we're filming an advert tomorrow. Massive like... money. We're looking for a very specific skill set and a very specific appearance. It's tomorrow morning. Could you send your applications in tonight? It's like I,
2: I, um... <laughs> I feel like a lot of stuff is last minute in yeah. our industry. It's mental. But like, Which again... Mind boggling. But
1: even now, what I'm saying is like a qualification, a, a tick in a box... That's ultimately what you're getting—a a, a, a what in a box, sorry—a t- a tick in a box. Oh, okay, okay. I've got my tick in a box. <laughs> um, terrible, but uh, <laughs> but but that's that's what that's what that's for. Ultimately, the qualification is just a piece of paper that is used as shorthand. There are a lot of places out there who'll employ you for the skills you have or the skills you want to develop in mm. that don't give a fuck about qualification. Just see that you know what you're talking about, or that you're at least passionate about what you're talking about, and are like, right, come on board. Like, let's work together and make this work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still, it's it's an it's an achievement because it shows you've completed it. So the 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 qualification, the degree, the certificate, you know, yeah. your, di- your diploma is there to go. Look at that! I did that. I'm gonna but go. That, that, but that's about it for in terms of self satisfaction. The second most important thing, and more important, I would, I would say than that you know, overall, is what you take away from it. Yeah. If you're not learning from it, you're wasting your time. Um, and that's up to you to decide whether or not you're learning from it you're not learning from it because of your interest in it or your receptiveness to the course or whatever or whether or not it's because they're not doing their job properly you know what I mean like there's lots of different factors but if you're getting something from it stick with it that's more important than anything because yeah. regardless of whether you get a qualification if you can come out if you bunk, if you bunked off in second year you just left in second year like I'm not happy with this but you use skills you'd picked up to get work And yeah. that was worth it like yeah. the time you spent there was worth it
2: I would think as an engineering student you'll probably get a hell of a lot more out of your time at university than I have out of my time at drama school.
1: Hmm. Again, it's the swings about some of the different professions. But yeah, yeah, I think
2: yeah. that a lot of the reason... I didn't go to drama school for the degree. I went for the opportunities. Hmm. And thankfully, the one big opportunity that I got from there, which was the Carlton Hobbs competition, which then led... To me, spending some time with the BBC Radio Drama Company and working with them for nine months over a period of uh, two years, year and a half, um, was that that's the biggest thing I got at drama school. But that came at the end of a very hard period of, of three full on years mm. and so much. When I look back on when I look back on it now and think of how it went, I think I was very. Poorly served by a lot of that experience, but again, I think that's because of the nature of the industry. Whereas I think, yeah, as as with something like engineering, where I would imagine there are standardised uh, procedures and processes that go into, you know, constructions and and such like that. So you'll get a hell of a lot more out of university than uh, than uh, than I did at a drama school. So yeah, I would say definitely, I I definitely stick with it. Stay with it un- unless you're sure that it's not for you and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Revenant. Don't don't just, don't be there to tick a box and enjoy and make friends and have fun and do the silly things and do the stupid things and do the smart things and just, just, just be, just, just, just be Tom. Just live your best life, Tom. Just have a great time and. If you happen to get a job engineering and building a theatre and you want
1: an in-house production
2: team,
0: uh, give us a shout. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, We know some shit. Right, rest of
2: the email. Frivolous questions, which are now slightly out of date, but it'll be interesting to see. In in the context of now, it'll be interesting.
1: I'm down to clown.
0: How do you feel about the fact that we are?
2: Oh God, you've cost our
0: money. This close oh. to n- a new series of BBC's Doctor Who, and are still yet to have an official release date. Uh-huh. Do you think there's a justified reason behind this? And what do you think of the rumours that it will now be airing on a Sunday? <laughs> Where's your money lying in? Into-
2: Dolly, leave the
0: fucking box alone! <laughs> Where's your money lying in terms of the release date? I'd be happy to bet that we would have seen Episode One by the end of September. All the best, Tom Monty.
1: Um, let's answer this as though we don't know. Um, uh, I think you know what I think. It is weird we haven't heard anything back. It is but, weird, but I would bet. Out of the blue, I would bet cash money yeah. that the only reason we'd, we'd hear about it sooner than they planned would be because of some kind of stupid leak. Maybe a maybe an iTunes site or something yeah. puts the date up and then forces the BBC's hand to announce it the next a day. A bit like, or... you
2: know, the whole trailer thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, but I'll tell you what, I bet right now, I bet right now to everyone who's listening, I bet £1 000, 000 million Million
0: that the
1: series is going to launch on Sunday, October the
2: 7th. Why that date in particular, Christopher? I've just got a feeling. Is,
0: I've just got a feeling. Is it because you
2: looked on your iTunes pre-order?
0: <laughs> no!
1: Um, that was really um, weird how that all went out and yeah, about. Yeah. Um, the, the problem with genre TV and genre film is people are always looking for exclusives. And sometimes it's it's bullshit and nonsense. It's just, it's the uh, movie. Bob talked about this recently, how it's just kind of like a machine being constantly refed. Uh, I think he's yeah. talking, he's talking about it in his uh, mutants in the MCU. Yeah. Um, big picture video yeah, for yeah. new escapist. Yeah. Um, and he, he basically says like, there's all these puff pieces of like, Oh, this means this. What's that? And then five pages of article discussing a thing that later on turns out to be completely pointless. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's because, pop culture news sites need stories to generate. Um, Like we're very reactionary. We react to what's coming up and then we. other times we just have discussions about stuff we love. But a lot of those sites obviously put out four or five stories a day. Yeah. Where they're picking up on the tiniest thing and turning it into a big article. Which the studios don't mind because it's free publicity constantly reminding people that their stuff exists. Which is why I've
2: been getting notifications constantly about the oh they're doing Witch and Loki series (laughs) for the Disney streaming service even though that it's no one's an confirmed unconfirmed it. report from Variety but every single fucking outlet has picked it up and is reporting it as a fact yeah
1: and but Variety could, usually but, have
2: good so- sources but you know it's...
1: but what could this mean here are 10 examples of the sorts of stories yeah, they might yeah, tell exactly, about Loki exactly. and it's just like you know it's content generation Doctor Who Mr. Content is a much must he must be fed Mr. Content knows Mr. Content cares Mr. Content only comes when you swears. <laughs>
0: um,
1: ask me how comes is spelled. So, um, <laughs> Doctor Who's a much smaller production <laughs> thing. It's, it's not the MCU. It's not a big Disney property. It, it's obviously worldwide known, but it, it's a tinier thing. And it is just a production team in Cardiff mm. and a marketing mm. production team in Cardiff and, and in London mm. and stuff. And that's it. Mm. Um, have the end of each of his legs. Uh, and that's... You know, that, <laughs> that's... That's how it is. (laughs) So, um, when it comes to leaks for this stuff, whatever leaks is going to unfortunately be big information because it is a small thing. That's why I think a lot of the, uh, filming outside hasn't featured any apparent creature stuff or anything like that, because they don't want anyone to see that. They want to wait till you watch it to see it. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's why they've, they've, a lot of the filming, I believe, has been done <laughs> internally at Rothlock and other studio facilities to make sure that certain stuff doesn't leak
2: out. Because the entire nearly the entire series is actually set inside the Tardis. It's going to just be a different room inside the Tardis. Where well.
1: <laughs> we call this the Invasion of Time Two. <laughs> <laughs> filming in a leisure centre, Boogaloo into the Tardis <laughs> again. <laughs> Journey into the off-centre of the TARDIS.
2: <laughs> Again. <laughs> the edge of destruction. Again.
1: Just find a pair of scissors on the floor
2: somewhere. <laughs> um, so what's
1: happened here is, obviously, info's been given out to iTunes and other digital release platforms for, right, here's all the stuff for your info, for episodes going out for pre-order and blah, 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 and so like the other You can get your pre-orders <laughs> up. <laughs> iTunes Germany, or wherever it was, made the mistake of saying... On the episode information for The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Yeah. Nothing much else at all, but they put, available from 8th of October, first broadcast, 7th of October. You stupid
0: boy.
1: Now, considering the, bro- the, the broadcasting of it in Germany this year is going to be, like it has been for many years for different countries around the world, on the same calendar day as the UK release. Yeah, That news spread. And was it Digital
2: Spy who talked about it? It usually is. It probably was.
1: Because they like put a statement Digital out saying. Digital Spy have been
2: speculating for fucking ages about the release date, though. I think it, it might not be Digital Spy, but I'm sure it was. They like, put out a thing the day there was like, "Oh, is it on this date? Is it on this date?" Well, they put out a thing saying this has
1: been uncovered. It's on, on thingy. A lot of people have noticed it on the iTunes not library in Germany. In
2: fucking exclamation mark.
1: Well, no, but like people have noticed it on iTunes Germany and they're talking about it. So I guess we have a release date, guys. Looks like Doctor Who's coming out this day. Um, BBC sent them a cease and desist. What? <laughs> And after the fact, they took down their article and they wrote an article saying, look, here's the thing. We are not a big professional organisation. We cannot afford gigantic legal fees to go up against BBC Studios. Yeah. We are We are like seven people and an office. So we've taken down the story even though we now believe the information is out there, which it was because by this point the BBC announced it. Yeah, the truth
2: <clears throat> is out there.
1: Yeah. So they said we've taken the story down. Um, we are big fans of this. All we did was relay publicly available information, and we've been attacked. We feel that the BBC, the BBC have the right to do this. Now nah, fuck off. But we're wrong to do it like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, Uh We're not going to be reporting on any anything to do with the release date of this program for the foreseeable future. We are looking forward to it all the same, as staff, and we hope you guys enjoy it when it comes out too. And they, that was their statement. Yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if they held back on even doing doctor who stories for a bit mostly out of spite for how bbc studios handled this yeah because because that's gross that the way it was gross. handled like proper gross so I worry about the bbc but then the they BBC. put out they put out the cuz it's different departments the bbc's legal team are different from bbc studios and bbc studios are different from bbc wales and bbc and wales The legal teams, and BBC teams can do real shit. yeah so it's it's pretty arsey that they did that but all the same the bbc then obviously went Right, let's get it out there. So they announced the release date, proper new promo images and everything, graphics. Um, so it's a shame what happened with that site. But in relation to the release date, Sundays. The potential release on Sundays got it the email, but now confirmed. Okay. What do we think? I love it. Yeah. I freaking love it.
2: I think there was it, it was so messy. It was so messy towards the end of, of Moffat's Run where it was mm. like, oh, it's on Saturdays, but it's at this time this week and then and this time next week and then and it's at this time the other week and then mm. we're off for a week and then there's one this week and then there's supposed to be one next week but the football ran out to put it on a Sunday.
1: You want a family audience, which is who Sunday. this should be aimed at? You want a family audience? I believe it is aimed you at You put it right? on a school night, but you don't want to put it on a weekday school night because people have stuff to do. So you put it on Sunday night. Sunday tea time drama. Some people will sit down around the TV around the TV in the living room like food on a table or food on lap too right or they've just had dinner and then they go in the living room and watch it like it's perfect I don't know if they've confirmed a time yet but like I'd imagine about, I say, imagine I'd imagine about 6 o'clock 7 yeah, o'clock yeah. Um, uh, let me check if they've confirmed because then I if you're having a Sunday roast you'd watch it afterwards wouldn't you because Sunday roast is always a bit earlier in the day I don't know I have weird Sundays
2: I, I tend to work the evenings you love Sundays I fucking hate Sundays no Sundays. post on Sundays uh, no post on Sundays <laughs> <laughs> um let me see. Uh Doctor <laughs>
0: uh,
2: He really see. Great Prune. <laughs> hate so much.
1: Um You watch now a bunch of emails saying Do a Harry Potter episode. No, no penny no post on and, and we'll do one before Fantastic Beasts 2, the unwanted poster oh, face comes do. out. Um
2: can't read my, can't read my no, no you, you can't, can't read, read my, my poster, poster face. <laughs> Deps. I don't think it does have a time. Depth's not appealing
1: to anybody, um, but I, you know, Sunday tea time. I think that's perfect because it makes me think. It makes me think of mm. things like um, what's it, Uh Midnight Garden and um, and Secret Garden. Sorry, and uh, like. Uh, oh Christ uh, Phoenix and the what was it called that drama that used to be on the thingy and the I can't remember like Five oh, Children okay. and It and things like that like this is where these sorts Five of shows child, yeah this, this is where these sorts of shows belong and Boxer Delights and, and, and the Narnia adaptations like Sunday tea time sort mm. of stuff um, and there's definitely a big emphasis on family viewing this time around um, mm. they, they're not shying away from that. The graphics are colourful and vibrant and it's all positive and fun. The glass tra- the glass ceiling trailer is like a cheeky little dig at the naysayers. Oh, I love that trailer. Which is I nice. I fucking love it. It's so nice. And it's just that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. And then people are just overthinking it and going, like, oh, there's not the library from Science of the Library. It's like. No, it's, no, it's... no, no, uh, yeah, they might have used the same location for that dome because they're filming in Cardiff. But it's, it's a joke. It's a, it's a clever joke. It's a broken the glass ceiling joke. Yeah, it's a, it's a clever joke.
0: Uh,
1: so Just to stop. So yeah, that's eh. so sorry. Dolly's scratching up the couch, even though I've purposely put a scratching post in front of the bit she keeps scratching to yes, try it's... and dissuade her from doing it. And then she gets a pause stuck. To... Oh no. <laughs>
2: She's being nothing but a fucking pest, that cat, is she? i let
1: her out of the house.
2: Dolly, well, in conclusion, while Chris lets Dolly out of the house, Doctor Who on a Sunday is good. Yeah, they cut it a bit fine with the whole release date thing, but I bet they were getting it nailed down in the schedule. Um, and... I do, wonder, yeah. I do
1: wonder what day they planned to announce it, though. Because it would have been cutting it very close, wouldn't it? Like you it would have been
2: cutting it fine.
1: So... What was the plan? Whenever. Maybe end of September. Maybe they're planning to do the whole like, oh yeah, when's it coming out? Two weeks, motherfucker. Yeah. We'll see you later. Or like, that could
2: been, That could have worked because they were already generating buzz over the last. Or like the days. radio times oh. before the week before.
1: Yeah, I mean another or the ge- week a, another another giveaway before. that it was going to be recently anyway. I think is the recent Doctor Magazine, which is out this week. So oh, last it was last week last, then it was last, from ZWN. Uh, well, I was to saying? Last week. Uh, according to when you're listening to this, DBM came out and that had that has like the previews for Ep 1 and 2 that they do. Um, which implies that the release date would have been announced probably this week that we're talking right now. Like, we're talking on the 19th. Probably would have been released this week, the release yeah, date. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which is still a week and a half or so after when they had to put the release date out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I spoke briefly to Chris Chibnall about this at the CBC Summer Social. I asked him because it'd been shortly after the, shortly after the trailer leak that. Oh yeah. The uh, the, sorry, the clip leak. Oh yeah. Did
2: you read it for you, Chris Chibnall? Is that something that happened to you? Am I done?
1: Um No, but like <laughs> I asked him, about I said like, how how does it how's it like what's it like dealing with stuff like that? And he said, well, that's the thing: In the legal departments and everything. We're separate sections. Yeah. So when we find out that stuff, we're contacted to talk to this happen, and we're like, oh bloody hell. Yeah. But then they have their focus is making the show, so it's this whole sort of thing of like, yes, we touch on it but you guys need to deal with that. We've got to do this. So I can imagine yep. like him and the guys like in in uh, Lock and BBC Wells probably weren't best pleased with the snappy reaction to the digital spy thing, for example, from Legal, because that's harsh. Do you know what I mean? You don't want the show to have some stigma yeah, around yeah. it that they're being horrible to people, considering it's not everybody working on the show that has anything to do with that stuff. It's, it's an odd one. I'm slightly biased. Like, I was already excited for the show, but talking to him, he was really, really lovely, and... I was like, damn it, I really want to enjoy this series I really now. want it to be good. I'm, really I'm so
2: ready for it to be good.
1: i met the three modern showrunners. Can you guess which one was the grumpy one? <laughs>
2: Clearly Russell T. Davis. No. no uh, he's he's marvellous. Um, own... he, he just... If you think of Russell T. Davis, marvellous is definitely the first... Just his big green face going marvellous he's lovely <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and
1: I'm sure the other guy is lovely on different days but you know three of those days I
2: met him three of those days he was in a mood. she's right though um, oh. this one covers in for a... how dare you sir have you seen The Curse of Fatal Death um, <laughs> uh, well he has been recently um,
1: you know, we found this out we've been watching Doctor Who for this marathon and we found out because uh, Lou watched Doctor Who and the Daleks for the first time last night spoiler alert she hated it. It's not um, very good. But we were looking into it and i I found out I didn't realise I've not read the Day of the Doctor Target novelization. Apparently, in that, there's a bit where Kate Stewart explains that there are fake documentations of the Doctor out there.
2: Yeah, including what, yeah. Including yeah. they
1: sold the right the Doctor sold his then rights to his, his um to an adventure or two of his to yeah. a, to a British studio. Yeah. Because the idea being then that when people that. look up the Doctor or look up TARDIS and things like that, they'll just get evidence of this Peter Cushing movie from the sixties. Yeah. I was like, that's really dumb, but also really great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I that's like the goal, Not the goal a bad that. idea. Um, um so so yeah. the reason why Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion Earth twenty one fifty AD are nothing like the T V show no. is because they're not meant to be like the T V show. Yeah, uh, see, see so there's, there's one where I think it's a Gary Russell book where the Eighth Doctor is sort of something about his future and he sees there's three different sort of men in this vision that you see briefly and the way the book describes it is it very subtly describes one as like a, a shorter haired man in a in a worn a worn jacket it's just like oh and i think this was before series yeah, one had yeah. finished filming so obviously some some hints had been given to yeah i, I think it might Gary Russell sort of give a heads up but the other two uh the descriptions allude to it being the, the shalker doctor oh yeah and the Rowan Atkinson Doctor from Curse of Fate and Death. <laughs> Which is great, because it's like that book's
2: going, Oh yeah, those are the two Doctor Who things you watch that aren't canon. They still count. Yeah. They're just alternate versions. Everything in a, in a show with time travel, everything is canon. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Um Six Hundred
0: Years in a Sodding Sewer.
2: And also nothing <laughs> is canon. Um This one comes in from a from a freshly devouled done Wrongs. Um <laughs> So I'm glad you said um, voweled. So, he says Uh Hello, <laughs> hello, big damn sliced beetles. Oh! Uh, beetles oh. spelt as in the band, so apparently he's got a thing for chopping up Paul McCartney. Oh. Um, are we the best thing since sliced beetles?
1: <laughs> yes. Are we, be, are, we are. are
2: we sliced beetle bugs? Big sliced nice. beetle <laughs> bugs. Um, I just got chills. <laughs> Face was it on Sunday where they were just like, What the fuck is this? Uh, was it, was think, it Gransden? I think it was John, yeah.
1: Because yeah. I, 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 I remember Dan going, Oh, I used to watch this. I <laughs> was just like, The fuck? Um, Dan, Dan, Dan's probably got the DVD box set. Dan has got all of the NAF television on DVD. <laughs> He's got all of the NAF television. Yeah,
2: yeah, like that show. Don't You Dare. Uh, I just got. Don't You Dare. <laughs> incite hatred. I am not incite hatred in anyone's
0: <laughs> fandom. <laughs>
2: Today. Uh I just got chills looking at that picture of the scrolls on the beach. They <laughs> that look sound sexy. They look very creepy mm. and have complete me and have completely filled me with excitement. <laughs> oh my <thank> god. <laughs> Do you think that they will play a part in Avengers 4? I think maybe hinting at them will be a good and then using a secret invasion style storyline in Avengers Five would be very cool and I could see them revealing that some characters may or may not be scrolls through the post-credit scenes of the upcoming films. Who do you think could be a scroll if Marvel chose to go down that route? I would say General Ross, a war machine, or the awesome kid on the beach. Wrong franchise. Well, can we call them? Yeah, because we're going to do Megs on Legs, so yeah, Meg's a franchise. Um, thank you for the best podcast out there and I hope you have a lovely week. There it is. Bless you. Um, I'll tell
1: you this for now on the scrolls. I bet the scrolls feature in the post-credit sequence of Avengers 4. Yeah. Setting up a thread which will play out through phase three. uh, Phase four. Phase four. So we'll be watching all of phase four up until the next big team movie or whatever that incarnation may be. New Avengers. We're going to spend that wave of films with our eyes peeled trying to look for clues. So yeah. Like, yeah, that would be cool because then you could yes. do then you, then you do Secret Invasion. So even if it's not Avengers per se yeah. or New Avengers, you do a team up movie and like, because you do a story featuring secret, all of
2: these characters. If you do a Secret Invasion film it can be so different because look at how look at how little of Civil War was in Civil War and how yeah. little of Winter Soldier was in Winter Soldier and how but the the spine the idea remains, so you hmm. can you can get away with quite a loose adaptation. To be fair, you probably should be doing a loose adaptation of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I could go for a secret invasion film, and why not? Scrolls are cool. They shape shift. Really easy to fuck around with actors. That actor doesn't want to come back. Oh, just shape him It's fine. All scrolls look the same. You racist. Um, who, do you think anyone who we know now is a scroll? I speculated before, didn't I? I Yeah, last uh, week. uh, Last week, yeah, sorry, last week. It was last last week, week. but it was actually like three hours ago for Uh, us, two hours ago. I
1: speculated that uh, what if Nick Fury was a Skrull, Um, not necessarily one with malicious intent or part of the invasion fleet, Mm. but the idea that like that element had always been there so that retroactively we would then go, wait a minute, and like think back through everything. Do you know what I mean? But you could also have a deep cover scroll. You could
2: have one yeah. who is full doesn't know that they're a scroll. A scroll, scroll. Yeah, that's what they did when does that a scroll. In <laughs> secret, in, in the original Secret Invasion, the original Captain Marvel came back from the dead. Yeah, and it turns out that he was a scroll sleeper agent who didn't know he was a scroll. Shit. So just like he did for the Cree when he was a Kree agent. Yeah, he He'd gone native, so
1: right. he ended up fighting
2: on the side of the heroes.
1: Okay. Makes sense I mean, if you're, gonna do, if you're doing deep core, yeah, you doing deep core. Yeah, like, like you're anyway. there, there, there
2: are, and he's not the only scroll in that Secret Invasion storyline from the times, particularly, who didn't know they were a scroll until they were activated. Mm-hmm. Which is terrifying. That's yeah. a terrifying thought,
1: especially because like the, the sort of the obvious story to do there is like they turn around to them during the final whatever and be like, no, come on, like you've been a friend with us forever. You've got it. There. Like what would make that more scary is if it's like, no, it's not going to work. Like, come on, snap out of it, isn't going to work in this. Because the thing you thought they were was just really fucking convincing playtime. Like, even they didn't realise it. Yeah. Like, that'd be haunting. Yeah. Because then then the character they represented is gone. Like, it is completely gone from the story.
2: Unless, of course, they are alive somewhere else. That's got to be a ballsy move, though.
1: It would be pretty ballsy.
2: Ballsy move. Um... Thank you, thank you, Dan, for that yeah. one. Um, they do look pretty good, though, don't they? This one. They, them last scrolls. They look fucking great. Um, with their receding purple scale hairline. This one comes in. <laughs> like Mr. Content. From Ari Draper.
1: Ari Draper! He says,
2: Salutations, Matt and Chris! <laughs> it was lovely to meet you, by you he means Christopher, in the <laughs> fine finessed flesh at Warp Con in Manchester, Chris. Manchester, Chris, such a gentleman. <gasps> I I missed out a comma there. That's my fault. Such a gentleman <laughs> and purveyor of a lovely hug. Ooh.
1: Thank you very much, um, sir.
2: I hope you and the rest of the famous Five who fans had a lovely time. Famous Five. P.S. Five fans, Please nice. Please host a Primeval con at some point. <laughs> Justice for Ben Miller. He can't just do PG Tips adverts for the rest of his life. I think they're probably making some decent cash. I, for I think he'd be happy just voicing monkey for the rest of his life. To get, be honest, get a big finish on it. They'll do some more primeval. <laughs> um, the Ben Miller Chronicles, or whatever he's called. Yeah, Dan can... took his primeval box set to. Him I know it is great. Um... Great.
1: <laughs> mm, yes, Harry yes. was lovely. It was lovely yes. meeting you, Harry. It genuinely was. It's really, it's really odd. I've. I've we're gonna to have to go to a convention together at some point i think in in manchester because the we'll two t- the what. two times people have said to me irl um I-R-L. Oh, i listen to the podcast and i love it was uh, harry uh, um a few people mentioned it on of Warp, but harry mentioned it of Warp and uh, uh what's it uh fan of the show uh, first time writer second time writer third time writer fourth time writer fifth time writer ginger luke uh, last year at sarah jane adventures um Big ups to you all for saying hello when you did. Big ups. But when those happen, when that happens, you sort of go, oh, God, yeah, people do listen yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, it's nice. And and I, w- I want you to experience that. I want you to come with me to a con in Manchester. I'd love summer. that. That'd I'd be really that. cool.
2: I would like, well, we'll keep an eye out for the next thing. Because it's really weird. <laughs> you sort of uh, yeah. go,
1: oh, yeah, that thing, just me and Matt sitting in a room. And talk shit to a microphone. Some people are listening to it.
2: My day job schedule is is difficult to manage in that I have fucking zero control over it, so it's always... I'll tell you what, if the next Manchester
1: con's in October or early November, and it's at MC... The MCM ones are usually at... Uh, Central. Central. Yeah, which I'll go right next to. So. Hop and a skip. Aye. Ah, oh,
2: Because yeah. I was working the weekend for both days at the last Comic-Con um, that there was, which was... tail end of uh, July. Comic-Con. I think. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I pissed down for the second day, like... Crazy pissed out. Watched a bunch of drenched um, stormtroopers running oh, away. Oh man, man. Some really good Pennywise. Like a Bill Skarsgård Pennywise on the first day. Isn't
1: it weird that we live in a timeline now where um, we have to clarify which Pennywise we're talking about? It's fine. Just think think about that. Like, think like three or four years ago,
2: there's only one Pennywise. I kind of love it. It's I great, isn't it? it? Big orange pom poms. Um, <laughs> I've been particularly in a mood. In a mood with spider-man recently owing to the release of spider-man ps4 do you have any particular speculations or hopes regarding a sequel any villains or supporting characters or storylines you'd like to see adapted (laughs) in insomniac iteration or any original ideas you fancy being taken up i'm quite keen on the prospect of a gang war scenario between the grotesque green goblin and the heinous hobgoblin (gasps) Loving some alliteration there. Um, with old web heads oh. stuck in the middle like the bacon in a toasted sandwich. All the very best and go forward in all your beefs. <laughs> I was, I am, I will be... Ari Dripper. Thank you, Ari Dripper. Um, yeah, I've not played spider on PS4 yet. My girlfriend's just got it, so I've seen a chunk of it and I've seen a chunk of you playing it, but... By the, by know... the time this goes out, you'll probably have played it. I know bit, No, I I'm not touching it. I've got... Transformers: Devastation. to run adventures in backlog in, and I got Warframe in my spare time. That's why. That's how I game. Transformers! That's how I do. It's really good.
0: Devastation. It's really good.
1: Um, Drone Transformers are just so weird. Um, you, you're gonna pass me. I only play like the first
2: four hours of it, so you're, you're totally going to surpass yeah, me well, on that one. We'll see. I've got to record after we finish his here. I've got to record tomorrow mornings tonight because I've gone back to the pre-record format for a bit. Yeah, because I can't again work schedule. I can't get. I can't get streams out regularly and it's there's no point if I can't do it consistently. So I'm going back to the pre-record. I'll be but... able to do some streams regularly mid-October to mid-November because I'll be
0: <gasps>
1: unemployed. Uh, hey! So yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Think. um I'm hoping to be unemployed at some point next year, so that might that, that might help. Put in general though. Uh, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> yeah. Um, um no. without
1: without going into spoilers too much. Um I think I think a hobgoblin green goblin. Gang War Story would be
2: freaking great. Just, just call it Goblin Nation and it'd be all about different kind of goblins. Yeah. Oh. Bring every goblin from the comics in. Because the this game's strength all the goblins. is that it
1: sort of picked an era it picked an era to draw inspiration from and it picked a film to kind of borrow the tone of. Yeah. This feels like a mashup between the uh, sort of big time onwards like Dan Slott run of Spider-Man comics meets at least at first, meets the tone of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2.
0: Yeah.
2: And it works super well. Like it works really, really well. Even even just in the short short chunk of from the near the beginning that I saw my girlfriend playing last night was like, that's from the dance slot run, that's an idea that's borrowed from the dance slot run. That's a character from the dance slot run. And it's just uh, but they is, use them really weird.
1: well. The one big difference from the Dance Slot run involved is specifically to one character yeah. who behaves very differently from how he does in Dance Slot's comics and yeah. behaves more like how he does in a movie. Yeah. And it's sort of like, This is this feels weird. So yeah. even, even as people who yeah, love yeah. it and eat this shit up, even we're like on our toes, like, Oh, this is
0: different.
2: It takes oh, enough that's recognizable yeah. and twists it to make it fit their own vision. And it's great. And it's also great when you see it's also great to see adaptations of the of old characters use newer ideas from mm. other media because so much of Spider-Man adaptations is so heavily influenced by the '60s Stan Lee stuff, by the '70s um, uh, Jerry Conway stuff, um, and from the unfortunately for better or worse from the '90s Venom stuff uh, and the animated series. Um, so it's it's cool to see them update their source material anyway. a way mm.
1: um, it's, it's also nice that uh, it leaves some stuff out purposefully because it's overdone
2: at least in terms of characters yeah I, um, I, correct me if I'm wrong but I don't believe actually no don't correct me if I'm wrong because I don't want to spoil it for anyone but as far as I'm aware there's no symbiote stuff in this I'm not looking for a confirmation on that I'm just saying that's as far as I'm aware so I don't want to spoil it for anything if that's the case then I'm, I'm thumbs up with that especially with That Venom movie around the corner, which is promising to be all kind of shades of shit, um, so that's cool because there's already a game if you want to get all symbioted up, and it's Web of Shadows, and it's on the PS3 and 360, and it's pretty fucking good. By all accounts, not as good as this. This looks like the distillation of. I mean, you were saying earlier how it you were getting a little frustrated that some of the more some of the reviews kind of. Threw all the Spider-Man games under the bus while lifting this every one up. Every Spider-Man game yeah. under the bus, bar Spider-Man Two for the PS2. Because like, oh, this game does this, which no the Spider-Man, no this game has done it before, and this game has done it before. These um, side
1: quests, which involve like uh, bomb, uh, uh, bomb, um, uh, defusing, and 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 uh, uh, yeah, that's every Spider-Man yeah. game since Spider-Man Two Thousand has had defusing bombs it, or, or or destroying bombs. Every single one. In fact, the most prominent one. Is Amazing Spider-Man Two, the last Spider-Man game that came out in twenty fourteen, yeah. which has a bit where you have to like swing to the sea, uh, swing to the shoreline, and lob them into the ocean to get them away from everybody. Yeah. Um,
2: and it's it oh, seems... uh, the
1: city becomes quarantined for a period. Yep, yeah, like about
2: six of the games between Spider-Man Two and now. Yeah. So. Well, in the very first Spider-Man game. You can't go down onto the streets yeah, in the first a, PS1 Because there's
1: a, a, a toxin or whatever being spread yeah. through the city to try and um, ward off, uh, I'm trying to what it was now. Something. Something or other, yeah. it's it's And it becomes symbiote related later on. Yeah. Um, that's a great game. I watched a video essay the other day that said, uh, it was a video essay that came out, I think, last year, that said that Spider-Man, the 2000 PS1 game, yeah. is the best Spider-Man game up to now. And the They're reason- wrong, but it's a, well, it's a good. It's a, well, it's a nice thought. The reasons they gave were more to do with the overall experience and the story, not so much the the, the mechanics or anything. But it was like, I mean, you're not wrong. And the points they made, it was like that's a pretty good. Yeah, that is actually no, that mm. is the best depiction of that character that the games mm. have done. Yeah, no, the tone's perfect. That mm, the wider universe is acknowledged but doesn't invade the game. Yeah, okay. like just all this stuff. Like, keep in mind, do you remember in that one. Like, Daredevil pops up in the story. Punisher pops up in the story. Black Cat pops up in the story. Holy shit. Um, Jameson is there. Jameson is physically there. One of the earliest boss fights is the Scorpion. Scorpion, In the Bugle level. That I remember. If you swing back to the Baxter building in the first level, if you spot it and swing back to it going off the linear path, you have a brief sequence with the Human Torch. Oh, yeah. Um, There was a cheat for What If Mode... Where things game were game. slightly different, including instead of Stan Lee's narration, Uatu the Watcher narrated the game.
2: <laughs>
1: Stan Lee narrates the game. At the beginning of every level chapter, Stan Lee provides narration. Brilliant. Like it's, the, it's gr- I mean, uh, everyone's voiced and cast really well. One of them is a borrowed cast member from the animated series, which is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Doc Ock, um, and everyone else is great. Like it's the, it's the best Venom in a video game ever. <laughs> he's brilliant. so much, yes. they play him more yes. for comic relief, like he's creepy, but he's sort of more amusing, and it works really well, um, Reno Romano is um, Spider-Man, and he's fucking perfect, he's the first Spider-Man to do a Queen's accent, and he's just like, this is great, I really like that game, I don't know I if like you know, I really like that funny. game, and, um, and the remix of the theme song that comes over the credits which is amazing. And the fact that if you type a swear word into the cheat screen a Spider-Man appears and punches it. Yeah. Um, Very good. And the follow-up Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro a bit more linear excellent cinematics including I, a Goodfellas parody. I never
2: finished that one because I got stuck on it. It's great. And was like fuck this game. Yeah.
1: Spidey PS4 uh, keeps up the tradition of Shocker being a minor, a minor boss which hasn't happened for a few games but like in the early ones Shocker In the movie thing, games it, it became a thing, thing where yeah, Shocker yeah. was like a boss toward the beginning. Yeah. Um so he's back in this again and you but you fight him twice, you fight him once, so sure, like not? a chase, yeah, yeah. and then he escapes and you're like, Oh for fuck's sake, let's <laughs> go get him again. Um, but it's tied into the story yes. this time, he's not just a random happenstance. Um The villain designs are cool, the world building's nice, again like that first PS1 game, it's set in a wider Marvel universe.
0: Yeah.
1: It acknowledges it. It doesn't yeah. really cross over with it, but it acknowledges it. So far, I've seen in like the bios, I've seen allusions to the wasp. Um, I've seen uh, like out about in the city that like, we found one of the secret photo ops before, and yeah. it was the offices of Nelson and Murdoch, yeah. which you totally would have missed if you didn't see it flash up on the map because it's just a little plaque outside of an office building. Avengers Towers in the game. Avengers Towers in the game. Yep. Uh, you'll find Alias Investigations. There's Excellent. a light on upstairs and a crumpled up cardboard sign shoved into the window on the bottom floor. Excellent. <laughs> uh, you'll find Josie's. Uh, If you look carefully enough, you'll find the bar with no name. Good. uh, The Sanctum Sanctorum, Wakandan Embassy. Like, there's loads of stuff hidden throughout the city that that acknowledges the wider world. And then through the backpacks, you find out about certain characters that have been and gone. Like, Dr. Connors has been there. The lizard stuff has happened in this world. Yeah. Um, So if you're talking about future games, here's at least one thing I'd want to see in a sequel. He's alluded to about four times in the backpack stuff, and he's mentioned a couple times in Dialogue. I wanna see Insomniac's Mysterio. Yeah. Cause it sounds like he's a yeah. riot. Like I wanna yeah. see that.
2: I wanna some see some Mysterio.
1: Mysterio. You know what, he I think I think he is either equal to, if not slightly above, all of the villains in terms of video game appearances. Spidey villains. Yeah okay. Mysterio appears in pretty much every iteration in some form.
2: Um It's gotta be Shocker, then Mysterio. Well, he's, he's the
1: main villain of uh, three. I think there's a Game Boy game where he's the main villain. Like Mysterio is the the bad guy
2: behind it all. Yeah, it's it's like Menace of Mysterio or something like that. It's there gone. it is. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I never played. But that he's one,
1: also yeah. the main villain in um, what's it? Uh, Shattered Dimensions.
2: Okay, I've not played that one.
1: And the, that's great. I'll lend you that one. That's really freaking good. Don't. It's, so it's, I won't play. It. Okay. Well, I'll lend, you, I'll lend you in a bit when you got some time. It's great. And that's a dance slot script as well. Actually, that one. Oh yeah. Uh, of course. And it's between four different dimensions. I think that was that was them testing
2: the waters of like multidimensional Spider-Man stories. Do they work? Yeah. Because it's it was like amazing yeah, Ultimate did. Noir and Twenty Nine Nine, wasn't it? Yeah. It's from two thousand and eleven. I think that is a bit old now. I remember it coming out. Great. It's, it's
1: mm-hmm. like the only linear Spider-Man game after the PS one ones where I'm like, this is cool. Because like that this. was at the point that we were pumping
2: out one a year. Yeah,
1: because it was a Treyarch and then Beanox. Yeah, it was
2: Spider Man 3. Because Activision was basically like, make games! They did Spider Man 3, then they did Spider Man 4, which is the other one where Mysterio is the main villain. Then they did Web of Shadows, then Shadow Dimensions, then Edge of of Time, Mm -hmm. which kind of killed it. Edge of Time is not great. Oh, then they did Edge
1: of Time, and then they moved on to the Amazing Spider-Man. I think there was a gap. Though. Oh no, that was it. It was, it was yeah, Shadow Dimensions. Oh Amazing no, because it was Spi- twenty twelve.
2: Amazing Spider-Man. Wasn't it? Oh, oh
1: it. Uh, Shad Dimensions was 2010, 2011. <laughs> and Amazing Spider-Man was twenty twelve. Um, then yeah, Edge of Time, and then um, Amazing Spider-Man two.
2: Yeah, that was it. No, I Amazing mean, Edge of Time came out before Amazing Spider-Man. Are you sure? Yeah.
1: So there might have been a two year gap then between Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, yeah. Um. But either way, like, there is stuff in each of those games that works. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't, but there's stuff that works. I don't think Insomniac have reinvented the wheel. I think they've just found out how to make that wheel
2: move so much smoother. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go to Bat for Web Shadows any day. Okay. Yeah. I, know a lot of I, people, I know a lot of people find that cheesy effect, but I like I'm, it am I'm, 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 I'm behind that game. Fully, um, 100% fully behind it. Annoyingly, you can't prove it uh, in terms of effort, because there's it's free no trophies. Pre-trophies. It's early PS3. It's not even that early PS3. It, it, it came out... 2008, I think. ...just around the time mm-hmm. that they was, they, they'd they they introduced trophies and it never got patched. So it must have missed the deadline for requiring trophies to ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because things like GTA 4 got... like They got re- and put back in, yeah. Because um, I, was, I was trying to play Heavenly Sword a little while and I was like, oh... So sucks that they don't have they haven't but it was like a launch title. One Heavenly yeah. Sword was one of the titles that was
2: selling the console. It wasn't launched; it was early. It wasn't launched, I don't think. But yeah, well, I know they were doing big campaign stuff around it because it was
1: like, look at this performance capture yeah, characters, yeah, yeah. and Andy Circus has directed it, and like you want to play this shit? It's a badass heroine with a massive ponytail and a big ass sword. You want to play this shit? It was like, yeah, I kind of do want to play this shit. It was all right. My PS3 um, background is a Heavenly Sword background because it's just really oh, I mean. cool. It's like her sat on, on a cliff top under a tree and hair blowing in the winds, all this stuff. It just looks peaceful as fuck. It makes really nice noises when you move.
2: I did a little bit, but it was alright. So they
1: had themes ready to go, but not trophies. Yes. Um, I had a Minions 2 theme on my PS3 for ages. i never played... Was it what they called? Minions? The ones where they like yeah, the Gremlins yeah. thing. i never played it, but I just like the fact they look like Gremlins. So yes. that, was, that was my background for ages.
2: Yes, I... um. <laughs> and that name got ruined. For the longest time... <laughs> for the longest time I had uh, the 20th anniversary theme on there. I had, that, I had that on for about three years. Which one? 20th anniversary theme.
1: On the PS3?
2: Yeah, it was. Dude did it for every platform. They did a Vita one, they did a PS3, oh, one, they did a PS4 yeah. one. PS4 one was the best, though, because when you logged into PS4, it played the PS1 startup noise.
1: Yes, it yeah. did. Oh, I had that on my PS4 for a year. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the best PlayStation startup noise? I think it's. I really like. Because one is that all that shit. Um, And then if you had another logo after it on the game, it'd make that sort of dwindle light even further. Yeah, yeah. PS2 is that like like sort of zooming in through the graphics thing. Yeah. I really like the orchestra warming up of the PS3.
2: The oxygen. It's really,
1: really freaking nice. It's just like,
2: yeah! Classy. Classy as shit. I really um, like the PS3 interface in general. Was PS4 it was just a lot of me. shit when it came out. It comes in. But I really like the PS3 interface. And the PS4 by extension. I think they're really intuitive, neat interfaces. But hey, mm. that's just me. This one comes in from Jacob... 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, Jacob Jacobson. Jacob Jacob Jacob. Um, he says, Hello big damn cockers! Can I call us that? So we finally got the Doctor Who series 11 air date, October 7th. I'm excited. It's going to be fantastico. I also really enjoyed the trailer that... Sorry, are you... Are you drinking cold drinks out of
1: a mug? There's just a bit of tea left in the bottom. I don't want it to stain because I've only used it once. and I thought I could...
2: fucking monster. Use it again. Oh, I'll drink out of the bottle. You're such a monster. Anyway, where was I? Um, I also really enjoyed the trailer that the BBC released along with the announcement... It was very different to any Doctor Who trailer we've had before. The song was an excellent fit to the feel of the trailer. Jodie's going to be an excellent addition to the Doctor Who unitard. I'm assuming you're talking about the glass ceiling trailer. That came out before the announcement, didn't it? Uh, No, just after. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm I'm talking nonsense then. Um, (laughs) Spider-Man PS4 is ruddy good. (laughs) It's what? Ruddy good. good. (laughs) I've only played it for about an hour and it's already brilliant. It's basically Batman Arkham, but with Spider-Man, what more could you need? Anyway, I'll shut up now, Jacob. Good to hear from you, Jacob. Um, Lovely, Jacob. Yeah, that, my feeling on the Spider-Man game that from seen so far is that they've just taken, they've taken everything that's worked about Rocksteady's Batman games, and they've taken everything that's worked about previous Spider-Man games, and just put it all together and refined it and made sure it's all nice and slick and tweaked its nips. Tweaked and yeah, that's what it is. It's they've tweaked like, its um, nips. It's definitely the evolution of the superhero game as a, as like its own thing, informed by open world game design. That was definitely spearheaded by Rocksteady in, in, with the Arkham City stuff, and has previously been explored in, in Spider-Man games, and bringing those threads back together. Threads, um, hey, mm, hey, mm, hey. Mm, spiders, um, and I think it's uh, it's certainly a better fit for that open world formula that that Warner Brothers loved so much about the Batman Arkham games that they that they shoehorned into. Lord of the Rings and Mad Max, like that structure fits way better in a Spider-Man game than it does in either of those two fucking games. Um, As good as Shadow of Mordor is, Mad Max is just fucking tedious. Um, (laughs) The only reason I'm still playing it is because I just want to get it finished. Um, You know,
1: it's it's funny when you first tell me about the game, first describe it to me. Like it's an open-world game. Yeah. I was like, that's just a big fucking desert, then, isn't it? Yeah. So whenever I see Lucy playing Assassin's Creed Origins, yeah. So whenever I see it, she's platinumed it, and now she's like, I want to play it again, but I've got no point because there's no trophies. And I'm like, well, the best thing to do in that instance is in about a year's time, just revisit it and play the story through once. Yeah, <laughs> like treat yourself. Um, um, but like that, apart from a couple little settlements, just it's just desert. Well, again, but again, played desert. a lot of
2: Assassin's Creed Origins, and it felt like she had loads to do in it. Hmm. Whereas Mad Max is just like the same five things. Go get some water i will a man. He'll turn around when he's got full health yeah. and a full canteen yeah. and he'll be like, Parched, oh, need to find some water. Just because the developers feel like he has to say something at some point. Like, <gasps> or he could do like Stop Tom ha- fucking talking to himself. Or could be maths. more like Tom Hardy's and just barely speak. Yes, I would prefer that. Silent protagonist. Tom Hardy's great in that Silent movie. Silent
1: protagonist. So what you're saying is that game would be improved by putting in the lead protagonist from Persona 4.
2: I think they never talk. I think most games would be improved by that. I mean, Persona was a fucking great game. So... <laughs> Every day uh, is um, great pineapple. at your Junes. Um, uh, <laughs> this is the last email for today, uh, the last of our big catch up. Um, <laughs> remember, if you do send any after this, we won't get to them next week because Chris will still be away doing his things, eating food um, at that point. Yeah. Uh, and we'll try. So we'll try <laughs> Chrissy, and get. Chrissy, them. yes,
1: Matthew, eating burgers. No, Matthew, no, telling lies. No, no, Matthew, no. Open no, your
2: mouth. Not on this podcast. Oh. Not on this podcast!
1: Baby um, <gasps> Shark. Good
2: evening, gentlemen! Oh. How are you today? Uh, yeah. My name's Daniel. Oh? And I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now. And I'm I just wanted to say to you. that you've been doing a damn fine job. Oh! I've recently been catching up on some of your older episodes that I missed the first time round. And I listened to your review of Kingsman The Golden Circle. I have to agree with you guys. It's got some good moments, but I'm in no hurry to watch it again. The Glastonbury scene is just terrible. It is actually. Did they write that to music? Uh, no, that was my that was my interpretation. Oh, fair enough. My t- artistic interpretation. and ah. um, However, being a big fan of the first Kingsman movie, I thought I'd have a go at planning what I'd write for the third movie. Ready for this? Yeah, I'm all for that. So this Bring is it on Daniel. This is Daniel's. Um, Idea for Kingsman 3. Um, make the plot a lot more small scale. The last two films have involved the whole population being at mistake. A much smaller scale affair would be refreshing. If we have to have a henchman with some sort of quirky body trope, like a robot arm or blade legs, then I would go for a Jaws-like figure and have someone with metal teeth, but with an electrical current running through them. You can have a moment when someone tries to punch them with their electric signet ring, but it just makes them stronger so the Kingsman gets bitten by them and electrocuted. Not bad. Um, have a fight scene in a London underground train. We've already had one in a taxi. Why not use some more British iconography? Yeah, to be fair, the, ta- the fight in the taxi at the start of number two was pretty great. Keep Exit as a cameo. It's time to wind down his story. Yeah. You can't
1: keep having him have settle down yeah. aims in his story if, if it's.
2: Yeah, yeah. And finally, oh. in big all caps, with three exclamation marks and a full stop so you know he's serious oh good lord don't bring merlin or whiskey back to life agreed agreed yeah i did hate the whole bringing harry back thing i hated the way they killed merlin off yeah um look at his heroic death injuring three people and singing that Fucking song that was everywhere that year. Oh God, it um, was an alien covenant as he well. It was fucking it, everywhere. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what would you guys do if you were in charge of writing Kingsman three? Keep up the good podcasting. Your sugar, <laughs> Daniel Thomas. Thanks, oh, Daniel I've not Thomas. Not for a while. That's good. And um, Kingsman three. I think yeah, small scale is definitely the way to go. Yeah, um, yarb indeed, yarb indeed. I would, yar. if you if you absolutely must
0: do continue.
2: Kingsman, um, and you're gonna like use characters you've already introduced. Then I think keeping Eggsy as a supporting role, maybe not, maybe not so much as a cameo, but definitely a supporting role, and having and following through from the setup at the end of Golden Circle, and have Tequila train with the Kingsman. Yeah, and have, Agreed, and have yeah. that culture clash um, moment. So you've got new Kingsman. Tequila and Eggsy and Harry training them.
1: Yeah, put Harry in the Merlin position so he's not hands-on.
2: Yeah, he should be. He's Merlin. He's Merlin Um, now. And and also... No, not Merlin. um, Also... Arthur.
1: Make up for something that sucked. Reveal
2: that Roxy didn't die. Oh, God, yeah. If you are going to bring anyone back, fucking bring back Roxy. Yeah. Because she got shafted Mm. in that fucking story. Yeah absolutely shafted. That was bullshit. It's like, oh.
1: Uh... What's Roxy's position? She Lancelot. Yeah. Yeah. Lancelot and Tequila as your main characters. Yeah. Do that. Do the fuck out of that. She's she's finally getting back in the field. And then, if you want to do the quirky deformity thing or whatever, have it so that she survived but she had a, like an arm blown off or something. So she has a thingy prosthetic arm or something like that. Yeah, So yeah. one of your
2: agents has got the weird quirky body thing instead of your baddies. That's not... Although a weird, quirky body thing and disability as superpowers is
1: oh, I don't use it necessarily as a superpower, as but yeah. make it more of a like oh shit! Yeah. So we're not taking the piss because because in the first one it was fine for that. It was sort of like okay, yeah, the yeah. joke is they've taken something we're like really like the bowler, spinning bowler hat on metal yeah, teeth like yeah. really and in this is, instance they've gone yeah. you know we're giving her we're giving her like you know the leg support things yeah. but they're going to have blades on the end which going to kill me I... like it, it was a spin on the trope in the second one the metal arm was sort of like a lazy attempt to keep doing that joke yeah so in this one just give your hero the prosthetic but have it just
2: be a, prosthetic? a normal prosthetic it doesn't maybe, have any bells or whistles they,
1: maybe they store stuff in it not like a laser gun or anything like maybe they just keep their freaking um no, oh, yeah. do it... Do Bullets it, in it or something, I don't know.
2: Do it like the prosthetic arm that Misty Knight has in Season 2 of Luke Cage. I where it's that. like... It literally does... Because this is definitely what it was when we were filming. It looks like someone put a glove over her actual arm and yeah. put some widgets on it to make it look... But it functions like an actual arm and she's a bit stronger with it. Like, that's all you need to do. As long as we get a bit in the final fight with the villain where Roxy
1: just takes her fake arm off and beats the villain with it. I'll go for that. I will go for that. Like it, get, like it, like it, gets, it that. gets knocked off or shot off or something. So she just grabs yeah. it and starts smacking them with
2: the I will go for that. I
1: will go for that. <laughs> or holding the shoulder and slaps them with the hand. That would
2: yeah, be cool. Um... Roxy with a prosthetic arm and an eye patch. Fuck
1: yeah, let's just go all in. But the eye patch is actually hiding something. <laughs> Yes, an eye.
2: Yes, an eye, or an ear. She's got an ear where I used to be. But uh, but do it so it's <laughs> on because because Harry's got an eye patch, hasn't he? Yeah, because he got shot in the eye. So yeah. have it on the opposite side to Harry's, <laughs> just for the visual gags of when they're in the same frame of having the eye patches at oh, the same. Yeah, and that so what's it. Yeah. So they either if they're standing on one side of each other. Then they're next to each other but then on the other side of each other you got the sort of triangle with the eyepatch straps
1: <clears throat> or just make not? the whole film an animated caper about him cause he's dog going on a spy adventure yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm only half joking or just don't do a third one because you kind of soiled that earth let like Daniel, like Daniel do it yeah you can do it Dan
1: here are your conditions the budget's got to be five quid yeah we can, we can give you that yeah. five
2: quid for the budget Uh, But
1: you'll only receive it on completion of the film. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: So, there's that. We can't afford any of the stars except for Jeff Bridges, because he'll do fucking anything.
1: Yeah, he will. He will. It's like, do I have any lines to learn? Just mumble incoherently in a really thick Texan drawl. And drink whiskey. Okay, then.
2: (laughs) I'm in. It's not cold tea, like a lot of props are. It's it's, it's actual whisker. (laughs) And we're going to do take after take after take.
0: I was hey. <laughs> I was Oh, be honest, Jeff. Yeah. I thought I might have looked down the barrel of the camera in that last one.
1: Mouse we go again? Okay, then, Jeff. Take seventy-three.
2: So I'm gonna uh, top up my glass here. Uh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At Big Damn Cast on Twitter. <laughs> Big damn contact at gmail.com, get in touch. Again, we won't be having emails next week because I'll be away
0: <laughs> He's
2: getting married in the morning or will have been married this anyway, doesn't matter. Um <laughs> See y'all soon folks.
1: Yeah, don't do anything we, to we wouldn't do. Doesn't leave the money up.